You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is AfterBuzz TV for Dexter. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Dexter news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for Dexter. Happy day before Halloween. I hope you're hearing me because I can't hear anything in my headphones. <laughs> so I'm Steve the Hot Dog Guy. Woo! Or Evitz, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Evitz. I'm here with Sacagawea. Hello. She just came off the um, trail. And my drum today. I think it was Lewis and Clark. That's going to happen a lot. That just popped through my (laughs) headphones, so thank you. Your your sacred drum healed Uh, my headphones. It is very sacred. I thought, you know, it would go along with the religious theme. I just dress like this. I think we should do this every Sunday. All the time. I mean, Halloween's not today. It's every day. Mostly to enjoy all the sugar. <laughs> so if the show makes absolutely no sense, it's because everyone around here is on a sugar high. <laughs> because there's sugar everywhere. How are you doing, Jesse, in the booth? DJ Jesse, he's leaving the booth. <laughs> so here we are for Dexter. Uh, episode 5, Angel of Death. And yes. um, still, <clears throat> he's not killed anyone. You he's mean a, Dexter? He's, yeah, he's he's like having to deal with a uh, I'm not gonna say a dry spell, <laughs> but you he's know, going he, through. He hasn't been going through withdrawal though. I haven't seen signs of it. I was thinking that too. That you know he hasn't. Although although there was that moment where he had somebody that he thought was going to uh, take care of that and uh, had to let him go. Yes, we but you could tell that. when he when he had him in his grasp that he was kind of like enjoying. Enjoying that feeling again. So a lot of stuff going on as usual. So much stuff going on. And the really the A story that we've been getting on these last few episodes is is Travis and Professor Geller. Yes. And their things. I have a question for you. Sure. Do you think that it's possible that Professor Geller is actually dead and Travis is imagining him like Dexter imagines talking to his dad? And nobody knows that Geller's dead. Yeah. Maybe Travis huh. killed him. That's interesting. Maybe I just ruined the entire season for everyone. Well, I mean, they haven't... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. D- dead air, but I was just thinking about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they haven't not... set it up any other way mm-hmm. that, you know, he's definitely... Everyone said when I used to work with them and, right. you know, they had that scene where they were looking at the newspaper... And he kind of looked around a little bit, but, you know, if you're on the front page of a newspaper, someone would probably notice you. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been in public and he hasn't interacted with anyone 
the only one who he really talks to is Travis, and Travis is the only one who really sees him. Hmm. <laughs> I think you got a prediction. Maybe. You know, the other thing that has been interesting since the last couple of episodes, and we'll get back to Travis hmm. here in a minute, but uh, the slide box. Do you think we're done with that? Is, is I think it, we're done with the trophy case, yeah. Really? It's He got so messed up, he just kind of went, I can't put it back in order? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time to move on. Get rid of the slide box, we're moving on. That was his last kill when that happened. So we've got Travis and Geller, and uh, there's um, a rift, you think, happening there? Yes, I believe so. It doesn't, because Dexter... says to Travis, uh, you know, you're following the wrong person. And and Travis even says, I am not the killer. I can't kill people. Unlike Geller, I have fear and Mm -hmm. regret. I can't do it. I'm not as strong as him. And Dexter says, hey, buddy, you're following the wrong guy. You're following the darkness. That that was an interesting conversation when they had that because – um, I, there's there's a, there's a moment that Dexter has with the, with his victims is that kinship, mm-hmm. and in that kinship, he's always trying to discover I, I am better than you on some level. I'm better than you, and I think that's part of the reason he keeps his sanity. That's a is, good point is because he has to have that clarity before he kills just to you know keep that level. Do you think he ever intended on killing Travis when he got in the car? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did intend and then realized this isn't the guy. Because mm-hmm. in that conversation, it was a different conversation than he's had with all his other um, kills. Which is, you know, they've always like, yeah, of course, we're the same and all that sort of thing. But um, I don't and, know. And I was- kind of feel like he was always going to use Travis to get to Geller. I don't think he would kill Travis without... Figuring out more about Geller, so I'm not sure that he intended on. Well, killing that's interesting. Him. You think he uh, just that was a, a stage thing to rattle his cage? I think it was. Huh? I think it was. I don't think it would have been if Brother Sam wasn't in this season and isn't anymore. <laughs> well, he is. He's just not he all is there. A dark passenger, right? Yeah. So he's gonna be in a coma. I don't know. Maybe. His dark passenger will get revenge. He's certainly not doing much in this next uh, episode. I'm so sad about that. I, I really enjoyed the conversations with Sam. Yeah, we'll get to uh, we'll chat about that in a minute because that yeah. actually I'm I'm enjoying that as well. But you're thinking that, and here's why I was thinking that he intended to, and if he didn't, he was probably maybe thinking, you know, I could, mm-hmm. is because of how he was acting in the back of the car when he had the Garrett around Travis, or the Garrett. And he gave him the address of where to go. Yeah. And he yeah. was in the back seat. I so I he, thought the, mm. the way he was sounding in his conversation, I, you know, it did have that same sort of, you know, this is who I really am. I can finally be me. You know, it's kind of like a, a cross-dresser who finally gets to be able to dress and is sitting around the house. <laughs> That's the kind of feel you have when Dexter finally gets to release who he is. And Did he you just has, bring up a cross-dresser? <laughs> <laughs> I can. It's Halloween. Um uh, what was interesting to me is Dra- Travis gets out of the car and he doesn't like turn around at all. He just listens to Dexter completely, keeps yeah. walking, and doesn't even tell Geller where he's been, what happened. That was interesting. What do you yeah. think about that? Why do you th- why do you think the phone call and and why what he was trying to tell Geller? 
I think Travis has been looking for someone to tell him that he's right to have fear about killing these people. I mean, even when Travis picked up that second girl, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm uh-huh. kidnapping you right now. <laughs> right. He's a very apologetic uh, killer. But I feel like Travis has been looking for someone to be like, you are right in your feelings. And... You shouldn't be following Geller. I mean, Geller's the one who's like pinning Travis down, which I don't even know how they came. Do you think to Dexter knew that he needed that? You think Dexter that was a yes. point of the conversation? He knew that he needed that because Dexter needed those words that Sam gave, gave to Dexter. Hmm. I feel like Sam's filling in a lot of the blanks for Dexter, and Dexter was able to do that with Travis here. This is why we have a smart person in the room <laughs> and a hot dog vendor. And by the way, if you're out there listening and you want to come call in and join the conversation, we'd love to have you call. Please. It's area code 424-256-1729. And if you have or comments or what you think about what's going on and uh, what Dexter is going through or where he may end up, because it's been a very interesting ride so far mm-hmm. and really starting to talk about who he is as a man, as a father and all that sort of thing. Do you want to talk about some symbolism? Sure. Okay, so we find out in the episode that 1260 days mm-hmm. is the end number. And there in Revelations there is a verse and it says, And I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days and they shall speak for me. Hmm. So that's the verse, and we find out that that's the end number mm-hmm. when it all happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have, what, 15, 16 days left now? Because they, they got they, 1244 Yeah, they now. figure they have about 15 days mm-hmm. before. And But here's what I'm wondering. So what does Professor Geller have in mind for the big end time? I mean, it's one thing to say it's going to end, but it seems like this guy would definitely have some sort of big plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to say, uh, well, here's what's going to happen. I mean, we just went through that with the two doomsdays we just passed. Right. So I'm just wondering if there's like a bomb or something somewhere. I mean, you know, what what is Professor Geller going to do to make his prophecy come true? So I don't I, know, but we saw um, the dead fish in the last episode and um, that is supposed to symbolize, like, uh, the day of God's wrath. And Dead fish? Yes. And it's talking about um, God doesn't judge people without giving them a warning uh, so that they can uh, have time to reconcile what they've done. So mm. I guess these are all warnings to wake up the people so they have time to uh, reconcile with God. And enjoy some dead fish. Yeah. Enjoy, no. They Do a little know. nosh. No, but um, they talk about, you know, people in this episode, Travis and Geller were sitting at the bar and Geller convinced Travis when he was looking at that woman that it was the devil dressed up in clothing. And they kind of talked about how, like, people are marrying and building and planting and thinking that they have uh, plans for the for the future, yeah. but they have no idea that the earth and, is going and, to end. And isn't that seductive? To, to feel like you have this information. Yeah. I, I think that's a seduction that Geller's using with Travis, mm-hmm. is we are really the select few, and we only know this. And look at all these sad people, and don't you feel 
Yeah. You know, don't you feel pity for them, but thank God you know this. Um, twisted. Very. But, you know, Travis is, well, I, you know, and again, I don't think Travis is buying it as much. Um, he's, I think he's starting to see that he's doing a lot of the grunt work mm-hmm. and he's not, he's not enjoying it. And what, you have any more symbolism? Well, a little bit, but it's going into like when Dexter and Sam are together. Do you want to talk about Dexter yeah, and Sam? Because I was just thinking of moving to. Let's move to that. Dexter and Sam, which has always been such an interesting conversation. Yeah. First of all, again, Mazdef. <laughs> he, I, although it seems like on in this episode, I could see him uh, trying a little harder, just as an actor. He seemed like when they first met. In the uh, precinct, you know, and and you could see him, you know, having to kind of act a little more instead of just be. Because up to this point, he's always just kind of been there, just kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. just relaxed and and been who he is. I think maybe he was doing a little bit more because this may be the last time we see him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Could be. But you know how they were like, you know, okay, so you have to be a little nervous and awkward and stuff like that. And it just didn't play quite as well. But it was really nice when he came in later and they had their dinner date. They hung out. They hung out with Grolsch. Yeah. You had a question some, about that. Some, I didn't know if that was beer because I didn't – I brought that up because I didn't think they would be drinking beer. I didn't think Brother Sam would be drinking beer. Well, he drinks wine. <laughs> Different story. Um, so when he <laughs> comes sacrificial in, beer. whenever he comes in, he brings a lamb to Harrison, which yeah. lamb of God yeah. it represents the sacrifice that Christ made. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Good catch. I just saw a little furry toy. <laughs> Harrison wasn't really interested in anyway. And they have a chat on the porch, and I really, really enjoyed that chat. Mm-hmm. And I just kept wondering, is is Dexter buying any of it? Is he seeing? I think he is. You know, is he seeing what Sam? Because really, if he buys into mm-hmm. it, he's got a problem, <laughs> right? Because not necessarily. Really? You because think instead can, of killing can... them, he could um, lead them to the cops. I mean, we saw Dexter lying to Deb here. I don't like to lie to my sister, but yeah. nope. Because he wants to be the one to, to do the killing still. Right. I'm guessing. And then, oh uh, uh, yeah, this is the scene that. Um, so but if he does, but if he does, kind of like realize, you know, have kind of developed this, he's 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 he definitely has a moral compass. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's got um, soul. What? Everyone, no, listen to Brother Sam. Everyone has. But a I don't think I don't them. think Dexter really <laughs> believes he does. I, I think, think he feels he's probably just this, you know, this is what I point. am. This Th- is what I am. But that's why Brother Sam was like, Harrison is your light. I know. And that's why this is such an interesting conversation because it really is such a wonderful spar because Brother Sam will throw out um, uh, a point and Dexter will deflect it. And then you can see him kind of take his time, you know, and go back to his quiver. Well, how about this one? And he shoots this arrow and... You know, Dexter is either going to, like, grab it or, or let that one sink in a little bit. But I think in the overall score, mm-hmm. I'd still say Dexter is ahead on points. I don't think he's gotten to him 
to the point of um, and by the way all these points that I'm making are a lot more serious and can be taken serious when I have a hot dog on my head <laughs> so listen to the man with hot dogs yeah I think if I ever had to go to court it's my outfit they would kick you out by you the way I? I'm glad you brought that up I have to go to court soon <laughs> not for me oh, are you a material witness no, they just, I have to sit and go and see if uh, they want me to be a witness. You know, oh. what is that? It's called a jury? Yeah. yeah I've never had to do it. I put it off for a bunch of months. I don't want to be in the jury, but. It's your civic duty. <laughs> you are, you need to I don't want to judge anybody. You need to sit in judgment of others. I do, I will not. <laughs> you could say that. It's, it's not up to me. <laughs> actually, when we're off air, I will tell you a great way to get out of it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's only a small lie. Good. But, you know, um, it, it works. Uh, let's talk about the light yeah, and dark. Let's get back on track. Yeah, so light and that. dark. That's the other thing I liked about that. He was talking about. Well, what do you, what was your... Well, Dexter you said, I don't believe in angels, but mm-hmm. I believe in the constant struggle between lightness and darkness. Because he deals with it all the time. He's constantly in that struggle, and he sees it in others all the time. And he has found a way to make it work for him, where he Mm -hmm. does good, and he still has this outlet to feed his dark side. And he knows that if... if, This is the other thing that's so cool. There, but for the grace of God, it's such a small push to push Dexter to the other side, where he would be any one of these guys. Mm -hmm. But he does have this... That's why I say I don't think he knows where his soul is, but he definitely has this moral compass of uh, if I keep doing good here, I can justify taking the law into my own hands over here. Mm-hmm. And that also brings up an interesting point that I will we'll decide if it's interesting. Um, th- now, the, he's letting Travis go, Dexter. Yeah. So I was just wondering, as a Dexter rule – not necessarily character, but overall in the in the show. Once Dexter lets somebody know, or once Dexter knows who the killer is, do we ever see that killer kill again before Dexter can get to him? No, I don't think we do. Ever. I can't remember if it's happened. No, I don't think it ever has. So he's pretty sure if Travis isn't the killer, he's going to lead him to the killer, but he's let him go. So... Right. Uh, I think in the prediction, anybody that we see now that related to Travis, I don't think we're going to see any more killings because Dexter could stop that effectively. And then an innocent person would die because of his inaction, right? Yeah, Dexter is looking very normal this season. (laughs) He's looking like the guy next door compared to everybody else. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he really is kind of like he's becoming the dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't. I got a kid. I can't go have fun. I can't go kill. I have a kid. Exactly. Yeah, they've they've because even this episode, I'm like going, okay, who's on the and then uh, and then when he had Travis, I'm thinking, really, mm-hmm. really, you're gonna knock him out right now? Okay, whatever. Nope. I I mean, I'm glad they didn't because I don't know what they would do that <laughs> obviously they couldn't i mean i don't but know why i was fooled you weren't fooled you knew that it was a ploy i bit i thought it was real yeah i mean i i'm not sure why uh, the the writers have revealed to the cops so soon 
who Geller is. I mean, I know Dexter usually knows, but the cops are, like, right with Dexter on finding this guy. And I feel like Dexter's usually ahead of them. Maybe because he doesn't exist. Like I said. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more it's like, <laughs> I'll buy it until it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, Travis could definitely have multi-personalities. He could. He well, seems like a, a loner with all those... He, he has and, all. They're, they're really setting up that he has all these skills to do these things. That he's some genius and thinks a different way. And you know the the elaborate setup for the last the the girl the although uh, but you know there's a, well no well I don't know because they find the book Geller's book in uh, the girl's apartment. But Professor or Porter, yeah. Professor Porter, who assures us that it's not Geller. Yeah. During the killings. Maybe she knows why. Because he's not interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Although you'd think that she might say, uh, I think he's dead, guys. But no. maybe she forgot. Well, we, they uh, made sure to point out that tattoo on her back of the snake, Porter. Professor, Professor Porter, who used to be Geller's TA. They obviously wanted us to see that. I just saw a tramp stamp. <laughs> Sorry to he anyone who likes snake. tattoos on their back. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, a tramp stamp. And then you went, oh, no, it's a snake. Yeah, look at that, it's a snake. <laughs> I thought it was Quentin's last hurrah there. I was hoping so. Just, I, I want Quentin to go. You don't like Quentin. No, I don't like Quentin at all. He, <laughs> I was hoping that she was going to take him out. Yeah. But obviously he's going to make things difficult for Deb continuously. Yeah, well, I think he's compromised the investigation. Oh, which yeah. Which means maybe Dexter will have to step in and take care I of some things. I don't think Dexter... Like, I cannot wait till Dexter kills again because it's going to be, like, a huge Hugely contemplation. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's feeling differently about killing people. I really already see it. Because of his conversations with Brother Sam, right? Yeah. Brother Sam has made a huge impact and then, on him. But, but then they, they put in, again, they put in that thing where he's in the car with Travis, and you can see him really enjoying being in I that didn't place think he again. Was, I thought he was enjoying helping Travis, giving him those words of wisdom. You're following the dark. Hmm. Hmm. He was almost taking on, you know, Brother Sam's role in that case and being uh, someone spreading the good news <laughs> and the light. God, yeah, you know, when you, as you're saying this, it's like, okay, that, that is, that works too. <laughs> it's the sugar, people. It's all the sugar around here. Nobody can have a coherent thought for longer than like three seconds. We're you sure a, you, it wasn't just all the hot dogs? <laughs> it might be the hot dog hat too. We're a bunch of goldfish around here with a new thought. All right. You want to talk about track. Travis? Well, yeah, he is getting stuck between Geller and uh, his new buddy, his new buddy Dexter. Yeah, and it's gonna and it's gonna and Geller knows this because mm-hmm. he right away kind of sent a uh, warning shot across Travis's bow of uh, if you what was his what what was oh Jonah and the big fish if you try to swim away from God. Mm-hmm. You get eaten. <laughs> oh, so, Geller. so Geller feels he's God. Mm-hmm. 
even when they were talking about uh, in front of that cafe, he said, God's proud of you. And I'm proud of you. Well, I think that they think that they're the two witnesses that are supposed to prophesy for 1260 days. But I can't wait to see what they're planning. Or they may not even get there. <laughs> what are the witnesses? Go- they're going to prophesy for 1260. And is they just people will sit and listen to them all this time? No, they're doing it through this symbolism. But I mean, if this thing plays out. So these two are going to prophesize. They're doing it. Uh, they're prophesying. Oh, they're doing it now. Yes, by okay. killing people and sh- sending these warnings okay. to the people in this world. <laughs> they are spreading the word or prophe- prophesying. Okay, and basically warning. They're warning that judgment is coming so that people have time to reconcile with God. And... Th- we're not really getting much of a message because it's all being wrapped up tight in an investigation and there's not much being released to the public. You know, they should really talk about the paper story, like what the media is saying more. That would be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, they should show some people going a little bit crazy over this if they're going to involve the world around Dexter. Yeah, we well, should get to see what, how people are reacting to these cases. Right. I mean, they already have them calling the doomsday killer and... Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be an interesting beat. Very. To, but evidently, nobody's really too worried about it. You know, Not that and, we know of. We can't see it. But a lot of times, when you have a serial killer out and about, everybody does change their behavior. You know, mm-hmm. people are kind of like, oh, walk together or, or that sort of thing. And we're not really seeing much change of anyone's behavior in this. I don't feel like we're getting to see anybody outside of the main characters. Well, they did a little hunting. So, but evidently, everyone's just still partying, partying and whores. Like, there we go. <laughs> a lot of um, single women oh, walking up and down so the So they docks. were looking for the whore of uh, Babylon. Mm-hmm. And in Revelations, she's a figure of evil and is seen as the mother of prostitutes. Ah. The whore of Babylon. The general, um, so she's a madam. Yes, and that's who Geller wanted Travis to find, but Travis fails to kidnap her. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't do a very good job here. No. I just kept looking at all the cool boats. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. And we then... Uh, Let's go to Deb. With Travis? I think we're done with Travis. Travis and Geller. Geller, you know, Geller doesn't change much. No. This is really a, tra- a story. If you follow that story arc, it's really about mm-hmm. Travis and uh, what he's going through. And unfortunately, Brother Sam, we find out in the trailers that he has a really rough morning ahead of him. Mm. So, like I said, he's not going to be doing much in this next. I think they're going to keep Brother Sam alive, though. I mean, it looked like it. I mean, I thought he was just dead. No, no. He goes, he's on life support. So, you know, Dexter's actions beyond this will be for Brother Sam. And Dexter said, is this my fault in the end? Um, A little. Right, because he took out the. The guy in the barbershop. So he's thinking Mm -hmm. that this is one of those guys from the gangs that came after Brother Sam. Which would make plenty sense. Probably is. So is Dexter going to kill? Hmm. I don't know. Well, he should. Because, come on, 
It's Brother waiting. Sam. Somebody. Even if it's just, you know, just someone. Dexter I can't believe he to... didn't kill anyone in this episode. And now this has been uh, two episodes. Yeah, I don't think he did last time either. He didn't. The last one was uh, Ronnie Cox. The audience is starving for blood. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with all this psychological stuff. Get back to the killing. <laughs> Do you uh, think people are getting it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Mike Anderson picks up the Bible in this episode and reads directly from the Bible to everyone. I mean, not just everyone on screen, but to the audience, whoever's watching Dexter. I mean, I think it's pretty bold that they went, okay, let's take this storyline and let's, you know, um, Mm -hmm. give people something to think about. And I think they did it in a really smart way, which is here is a legitimate, you know, spiritual basis. And here's the extreme. And let's put Dexter right in the middle. Because that's always been his life, mm-hmm. you know, the extreme and, and trying to find normalcy in, in the extreme behavior. So I mean, all the characters are very relatable this mm-hmm. season as well. I mean, even Deb, she comes across so natural in all her troubles that she's going through and her talk with the therapist. I mean, do you want to talk about Deb yeah, now? Yeah, Deb and the rest of the crew. Yes. Deb and co. Um, so she sits down yeah. with the therapist. And that she's been dodging and dodging. Yes. And finally says, all right. And therapist says, are you okay with all the, everything that happened with the shootings? And she goes, yes, it's just everything that's happened since then. And then we were finding out, <clears throat> that, finding out all the trouble she's having. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I was watching that and I'm thinking, it was interesting that she, she would kind of, at first I was thinking, you know, are you sabotaging yourself? Here, you know, the therapist I, can't say anything. Well, she can make a recommendation. That's yeah, that's the right. whole reason that she's there is to confirm that mm. she's okay for service. Yeah. But you know, I but mean, it would be so easy for Deb to just go, "I'm good, everything's fine, I'm good." But yeah. instead, she goes down this other path, and I'm wondering, in, in a way, if she's trying to like, I I don't want this job. I want to get back out, but you know, I can't. I've got to say face because I don't want anyone to think I'm a I don't think the therapist would do that because it's strictly about if the killings are affecting you. I mean, everyone's got personal drama. You're not going to be said you can't do your job because of your personal drama. And that's the only thing she's revealing to the therapist here. She's not saying any trouble from shootings or blood is bothering her. Exactly. She's not saying that the the shooting has Mm -hmm. caused her trouble. But she is kind of... uh so maybe it was just a technique for, you know, as to see where she's at. Exactly. And just kind of help that storyline move along. I, I, I was so. just thinking it's kind of, you know, if if you're dodging her and you don't want to have this conversation, why are you having this conversation? But she's – and the other thing that I'm um, kind of noticing with the rest of the crew, Deb and co., uh, is Anderson is um, – as a character, they're bringing him front and center. Yeah, they are. They're, I like him. I do too. I but he's Deb asking a lot him. of questions. He's, you know, he's asking, "What's up with this guy?" and "What's up with this guy?" And so, anytime there's, I can understand him asking questions about Dexter because that's, mm-hmm. you know, the show's called Dexter. But he's and asking. He likes Dexter. Yeah, and he, but he's asking questions about uh, Masuka. <laughs> well, he walked in on Masuka masturbating. Oh, he did. They didn't show it, but it was clearly hinted at. 
because he started to tell Deb, what's with that Masuka guy? I walked into his office unannounced, and she was like, enough said. And then later on, the new intern was like, I cleared your computer so people can't see that you're on porn. So, Oh. (laughs) You know what? I like that Mike Anderson is very critical and judgmental. I mean, he wants to work in a professional environment. Yeah. And these people are good at their jobs, but yes, I mean, just like Quinn, a lot of these people, their personal lives get in the way of their jobs sometimes. But Deb's wearing an awful lot of makeup around Mike Anderson. Is she? (laughs) Yes, she is. Your girls are noticing this stuff. (laughs) I mean, I like it. I think she looks great. But she's definitely dolling up. She's definitely dolling up. We didn't see LaGuardia in this episode either. Thank God. I think she's on assignment somewhere. Yeah, she didn't have a part this time. And then there's Quinn. Quinn, who can't keep his quill in his pen. <laughs> You're so he funny. is causing trouble. He went after Professor Porter in the library with his candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he <laughs> nice <laughs> a rim shot with the with this sacrificial drum, the sacra sacra sacajawea drum. Yes. So it looks like he's going to screw up this investigation because he's sleeping with the one of the... I mean, he's going to have to get fired or something because in the next episode, we could see that he, Professor Porter doesn't even want to talk to the cops about anything because she slept with him and she has that leverage, so she doesn't have to tell them anything. Plus, seriously, how are you going to bring that evidence into court? You know, I mean... You can't bring lost, her into court. Yeah, lost, exactly. any lawyer right out of the law school is going to get that tossed. Mm-hmm. And that has all the picture. Right. That's got all the evidence that can tie Geller directly to the... But how did Professor Porter not know what she had in her house? Do you think she was just playing along there unless and acting did, dumb? Unless in her world it didn't matter. Oh, I think she's pretty into it. She's got the tattoos. She's got the books everywhere. She, does, but she crosses again, all of her walls. Maybe he doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm still going with that. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting beat. But, yeah, I, I didn't really know. First of all, I'm surprised that we're going to be seeing Professor Porter again. But that is what it is. We'll see what she mm-hmm. has to say next week. I thought it was more about Quinn. And I really thought Quinn was headed for trouble on this one. I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we obvi- we don't like him anymore. Now he's asked Deb for the ring back. Oh, I had 30 days to return it, so I need that back. And and you can see how much it mattered to her. She had lost it. Yeah, it was it was in Harrison's playpen. Yeah, and then her little argument with Jamie, I mean, why? Uh, okay, so <laughs> I think they're setting up that Deb needs her own space. The therapist says that she has this blow up with Janie. I I thought they could have come up with something a little better than the pictures. Uh, A two-year-old kid isn't even going to recognize what that is. Yeah, obviously it wasn't about the pictures. It was more about Deb needing her own place. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're wearing out your welcome. Go find your own place. And she does. Evidently. They, they pull a little switcheroo, a little fast one. What with the, is that crime scene? That murder-suicide? Why? I really don't know why we needed that <coughs> or why it was brought in. Well, I think it might play later. Right. I'm guessing because they are spending a lot of time on it. They, you know, they, it, well, they use it as a moment that Anderson can get to know a little bit about Dexter and how good he is. And so now we know that Dexter's on Anderson's radar. Um, 
And then it's an opportunity, for obviously, for Deb to find her own plays and for her and Anderson to work together. And also, a little piece of information, find out that Anderson's married because Deb shoots him a look. When what? Yeah, he says, I'm married. When they're walking into the... Um, uh, and when they're walking into the suicide house. What did they say? Uh, the, the guy says something like, oh, I thought you two were in. And she goes, oh, no. He goes, no, no, I'm married. And she shoot, shoots him a look. Now, she should know that he's married based on the fact that he she hired him. So I think that's a joke. Hmm? I think that was a joke. Yeah, I was kind of wondering where the wife and kids were if he says he's married. Are they still back in Chicago? or? Right. No, I don't think he's married. Maybe he was just doing that to pull her along. or I mean, he definitely helped Deb kind of get that guy to give her the place really cheap. You know, it was definitely a little gameplay oh, yeah. there. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that was all part of it. He just yeah. said he was married so that that guy didn't think, oh, they're together. They're trying to play me. But um, she does. She gets she, – well, I don't know why she wants to live where – Two people kill each other over oh, love. I don't think he's going to bother her. She's probably just going to be like, <laughs> no, it doesn't bother But, God, there's a she, blood stain in your own yeah, house. She's bringing her work home with her. It's, you know. Feels nice right place. at home, I guess. It, did you see where it's located? It's pretty nice. Right on the water there. Oh, you want to nice, live there now? I'd just replace the floors. You would live there. Really? You would live there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No. I couldn't I do would. it. I think too much. Yeah. Well, I just would make sure I kept my phone, my cell phone with me all the time. <laughs> See, you obviously don't want to live there. What? What is that? You're going to live in fear? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Florida. Have you been to Florida? No. I have. It's a nice place to visit. But you don't want to live there. <clears throat> I don't want to live anywhere in Florida. It's hot. It's hot and it's humid and it's full of New Yorkers. Interesting point. <laughs> Good point, Steve. All right. So I'm about to choke (laughs) over here. Why don't we go to commercial and make it a long one so I can get this out of my throat. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come off. That wig when the TV off, show is over, get your after buzz. I'll, I'll do a couple of announcements. And we are back from commercial. Thank you, DJ Jesse in the booth. DJ Jesse Janity in the Woo. booth. Um, you know, in announcements, I know they are putting together another um, John Lovitz Theater. I don't know if I can announce if it's a solid for sure thing yet. Uh, can we? America's Next Top Model, December 7th. It oh. is locked. All right. America's Next Top Model, December 7th. If you were there for Breaking Bad at the John Lovis Theater, it was awesome. We had such a good time. Uh, it's a large theater. There's beer and wine, and the food <laughs> is pretty damn good. Uh, it's really intimate. Guys, it's America's Top Model. <laughs> Models, guys. 
Um, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So if you like the show or you just want to know what this whole thing's about I'm or if you want to hang out with models, come on down December 7th. It's the upper level of um, Universal City Walk. And I'm sure you can find information on their website or probably at AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz. AfterBuzz. <laughs> AfterBuzzTV. So um, I guess that's it for my announcements. And now we can go to... And now, your AfterBuzzTV predictions. We need to add the drum to this song. Oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I can Do you play want to play the, the drum? I can play my hot I'll, I can dog. slide it over. I'm playing my hot you dog. You can play the drum. I know and I am do. quite musical. Predictions. What do you got? Oh, boy. Well, you know, I'm still hoping that Quinn goes down the tubes. And I I don't think that Geller exists. That's a good that prediction. Geller's I like dead. that one. I like that one. The more and I think about it. And if it isn't that way, well, it could still work until it doesn't. Yep. I'm going to play that card. Uh, I think that of all the of all the other detectives, Quinn could probably take a bullet. But you know, as I'm looking at this thing, Anderson might take a bullet as well I because hope they're kind of no, no, no. But um, yeah. Do, maybe do you think Anderson. Brother Sam's gonna be okay? Oh yeah, that one. I th- yeah, I I think, uh, but. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I think he needs to be okay for Dexter. <laughs> yeah, because he really is Dexter's Dexter. Whether Dexter wants it or not, mm-hmm. he is he's the conflict, and it would be so easy to not have that. So that's our predictions. And that brings us to the end of Dexter on AfterBuzz TV. We will be back next week in normal clothes. Maybe. No. Maybe no. Okay. By the way, this is not real animal skin, in case you're worried. Yes, it is. I used it to restore my angel wings. I'm trying to keep you away from PETA. You're welcome. All right. So join us next week when we're back. Call in. Call we want to hear from you. Or come on tweet with us. We're on Twitter. Yeah. And you can find us on iTunes. We're everywhere. And uh, we will see you later. Bye, guys. Thank you. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later! later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.